0: Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie, it is Wednesday night here, and it is time to go into flashback mode on today's th- today's edition, if I could speak English correctly, of the Jeopardy Chronicles. We are looking at our third quarterfinal match in the Tournament of Champions, and we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about the contestants, and two of the three here had some very memorable moments that we will be highlighting during their original runs however before i continue i just wanted to let everyone know that there is a not insignificant chance that i will be late tomorrow night i have a meeting i need to attend and i don't know how long they're going to keep us so i don't know when i'm going to be watching jeopardy and i don't know when i'm going to get to record this for you tomorrow night so it probably won't be on time i can i can safely say that However, with that out of the way, let's get into the game. Today's contestants were Margaret Shelton, Tyler Rode, and Brian Chang. And like I said, two of those three had some very, very, very memorable moments during their run. Uh, Margaret was actually the person who defeated Christine Welchel, who we saw yesterday. And then went on to have a four-game run of her own. Now Margaret was a popular contestant at the time, but is' probably most notable during her run for the following moment.
1: The Blue Ridge Parkway connects the Great Smoky Mountains National Park with this state's Shenandoah National Park. Ujo. what is Tennessee? No. Christy, was West Virginia? No? Margaret, take a what is regular Virginia? Regular, original recipe Virginia. <laughs> and the last clue, acronyms.
0: Yes, that's right, everyone. It is no longer just Virginia. It is now regular Virginia. <laughs> and that actually turned into quite the joke in Jeopardy Circles. We we all laughed about it quite a bit, and actually it got so popular. That Jeopardy! actually made a category based on it. And of course people were laughing their heads off at that. And it was was very funny. I remember watching that and I'm like, excuse me, what did she just say? Like, seriously, regular Virginia? What? (laughs) But yeah, it was just one of those things where you're just like, did I hear that? But I think that got her a lot of points with the Jeopardy community in general for being funny. I mean, I like I liked her as a contestant anyway. She just seems like such a nice person. I mean, obviously I could be wrong, but just, just that's just the impression that I'm getting. She seems like such a nice person. And when when that happened uh, say about this time last year, Actually, maybe, no, it wasn't about this time last year because we were in reruns, but... So, I think sp- late spring, early summer of last year is when that happened. And it was a huge source of entertainment for everybody. So much so that it was added to our slash Jeopardy's user flares list, and, which basically means we can have, like, Things significant to Jeopardy show up next to our names when we post. And one of them is regular Virginia. <laughs> it's just like one of those what am I looking at moments. Um, anyway, on to the next contestant that we get, get to meet. Um. Uh, Tyler Rode was, I think, still in college during his original run when we first saw him, and he went on to have a five-day run. I don't remember who he beat or who eventually defeated him. I just, I don't remember, because it was almost two years ago, and like I said so many times, contestants that don't stick around very long all kind of blur together. I do remember that he played very soon after Jonathan Fisher, who we met yesterday as well. And he had some pretty impressive games, and people thought we were going to have another Matamodio, like, right right off the bat. I don't remember exactly what happened to... kind of dethrone him, as it were. I don't... I don't remember because, like I said, it was almost two years ago, and season 38 was kind of insanity because of the whole hosting debacle and all of that crap. I mean, season 37 was nuts with the guest hosting and such, but season 38, we had the Mike Richards fiasco, and then we were like, okay, who's gonna host this season? And it was flip flopping and bling, 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 and it was just like, really? Really, people? You're gonna do this to us? But yeah, I don't I don't remember I don't remember a whole lot about that. But the the guy was very impressive as I remember. And that that says a lot about someone's playing style is if they can pull off a bunch of crazy wins and such. And like I said the other day, just getting to the tournament of champions itself. Is kind of a big deal. So there's that too. Next we have probably one of my favorite contestants. In the entire tournament. Brian Chang. Now Brian had a few notable occurrences. During his seven game winning streak. Um, he was a co-champion during his match against Zach Newkirk. And Zach Newkirk we will talk about a little bit more in detail when we meet him. I'm not exactly sure when that will be, but it will be some point in this tournament. So we'll have to go back and talk about that situation a little more. But all I'll say right now is something came up and he was unable to return to the game when he would have normally been able to. So so when he did get to come back, he faced Brian Chang, who, as I said, was enjoying a winning streak of his own. I won't spoil how that turned out just yet, but that happened. Another thing that happened, we mentioned during Second Chance when we met Jack Weller. But that particular contestant and Brian ended up tied for the lead at the end of a double Jeopardy game. And then they both bet everything they had and got a correct answer in Final Jeopardy. Which led to them still being tied and forced a tiebreaker. Now for those who don't know. Which I would assume is, you know, quite a few people because tiebreakers are so rare. We saw, I think, two or three of them last season. And then of course there was that one in season 37. But as a whole, they're, they're very rare. So what happens during a tiebreaker is you grab your signaling devices again and a category and a clue are revealed and the first person to ring in and answer it correctly is the champion. If nobody rings in and answers it correctly, they give you another one and on and on and on until somebody finally gets it right. And that's how they determine who the champion will be. However my favorite thing that happened during Brian's run as a contestant well I'll talk about it after I show it to you so pay attention to the following section or the following segment or the following clip or whatever you want to call it
1: in the business of travel contestants here is your final jeopardy clue adjusted for inflation The nightly rate this company put in its name in 1962 is now $51. 30 seconds. Good luck. We'll begin with Donish, our returning champion. Made the right call with a big daily double wager. It didn't turn out, but let's see how you did with final. His response, what is Motel 6? That's correct, $6 in the 60s, 51 today. And you'll double your money, 6,000, taking you to 12,000. Lisa Garner in second place with 6,600, wrote down. Also, what is Motel 6? And she'll add $5,500. 12,100, you're now in second place. Brian Chang had a big lead. Which company did you think of in the business of travel? What is H&R Block? Oh, now Brian, I know from experience, H&R Block is sometimes the right answer, but not today, I'm afraid. That's gonna cost you something, how much? 3799 Even though you brought back some bad memories for me, you're still gonna go home with $13,201. You're our new Jeopardy! champion. Thank you all for watching Jeopardy! and thank you. All.
0: I loved that moment right there. That was the crown jewel of season 37 for me. That, that was just some kind of awesome right there. For those who don't get it, let me explain what the significance of that answer was. h Block was the correct answer to the final Jeopardy question, Ken Jennings Missed. Costing him his 75th win and ending his streak. And Brian here was, as I understand it from what he posted on Reddit, he was unsure of the final Jeopardy answer that day and just wanted to goof off. And he did it very, very well. That was so funny. Um, we had just watched Alex's last episode a couple of weeks before this happened and yours truly was still very raw and very messed up from that. And I had pretty much been sitting in my room blubbering like a little baby all day. I was a wreck. And then that happened. And I just lost it. I was laughing so hard and I'm like, oh my god, that did not just happen. But it had just happened. And it was awesome. <laughs> I wish I could talk to th- I wish I could talk to Brian and thank him because he didn't know that when he did that that it was going to make the difference in someone's day. But it really did. I felt so much better after watching that. And that is a that is a clip that I keep on me at all times. I love it. When I'm having a bad day, I'll play it just so I can laugh at it all over again. Because, just, Ken's reaction, which you, which you can see, and just the fact that it was so unexpected, were just so funny. Like, it was just one of those priceless priceless moments in the history of the show that no one is ever going to forget. Now, some people out there actually got mad when that happened. Because they thought that Brian was trying to be a jerk. Which he very quickly, you know, kind of shut down by explaining that, you know, he just wasn't sure of the answer and he wanted to have fun. Some people that I know were even saying, oh, he's just passive-aggressively insulting the host. No, mm -mm, not at all. It's like he said, he was just trying to goof off and have fun. He didn't know, so he just figured he may as well, you know, make everyone laugh or something and it did and it, look if Ken Jennings was going to be upset about it he would have shown it but just the fact that he had a clever comeback to it and you could tell that he was amused just the way he was talking like you cannot listen to that clip and tell me he was not amused by that entire situation <laughs> just just his tone of voice he thought he was he was amused by it you could tell But some people didn't take it that way. Anyway, that was just everyone's original runs. We haven't even gotten to talking about the game itself yet. And this has already gone on quite an amount of time. So, let's get on to today's material, shall we? <coughs> We were just talking about Brian, and actually Brian was the person who had the most trouble in this game. He kept plopping himself into the hole, and he'd get himself into the hole, and then he'd get himself back out of the hole, and then he'd get himself in the hole again, and then back out, and it was just... He he had a difficult time with, with the question set. Not only that, but Tyler and Margaret were kind of beating the crap out of the buzzer system in general and they were just like bam 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 Especially in the double jeopardy round it was kind of crazy Because they both did so well and actually double jeopardy helped Brian too but like I said he just couldn't he couldn't get a foothold today And I remember at the time I was rooting for him so much because, like I said, he was one of my favorite contestants in this entire tournament just because of that moment that I showed you. People who can people who can make me feel better when I'm upset generally get very high praise from me because, depending on what's upset me, it can be very hard to do that. And he made me laugh without even knowing he was going to do it. So, he's... He landed in my favorites list. But, like I said, he had a really, really difficult time, I think, with some of the material today. And then the the other two just kind of confiscating the buzzers. (laughs) Figuratively speaking, of course. So much so that at the end of Double Jeopardy, they were in a tie. Uh, Tyler and Margaret were tied for the lead. And when we got to final Jeopardy, Brian was incorrect but wisely didn't wager anything. The other two had it right, and Margaret sadly was unable to force a tiebreaker because she didn't wager enough money. Had she gone, had she play used the "go big or go home" approach, she could have forced a tiebreaker, and who knows what could have happened. But that did not happen. And Tyler was able to take the win in this game to become a semi-finalist. Because he did make a huge, bold wager and doubled his money. And this is one of those cases where I say watch your wagering strategy. If the most you can do is tie, force the tiebreaker. Force the tiebreaker. Because that's going to be your best shot. If you are 2 million percent confident in yourself and, you know, you're in a tie with somebody else and, well, odds are you're both going to be wagering for it. So do what you can to force the tiebreaker because that tiebreaker might be your best shot. That, that's my advice to people who find themselves in that kind of situation is try to go for the tie try to force the tie-breaking clue and cross your fingers because that tie-breaking clue um just depends on your buzzer finger and these two in this case i can't i can't safely say who would have gotten it because they were lightning bolts on those buzzers today which is utterly amazing But that was a brief overview of today's game and we got to meet the contestants in a little bit more detail and hopefully you guys got a good laugh out of the highlights I showed you from their original runs. Jeopardy please don't kill me because I'm just I'm showing these for the purposes of better introducing people to the contestants and not trying to steal anybody's stuff. But that's really all I've got for you today. So, one last reminder that I will be late probably getting to do this tomorrow night. I know you guys look for a pretty consistent schedule, and everything I've read says to be consistent with your uploading, and I try my best. But sometimes we have meetings and things are out of our control. So, I don't know what time this will be coming out tomorrow night, but you will get it. It will just be late. And with that, I'm going to sign off and say, as Alex would, so long, everybody.
1: This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie Production. This is Jamie T
0: speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie Production.